Fuck, more than that? Shit. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I had a regular Green Monster before we did the room yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, because you know what? Because before, when we would play shows, I would always like slam one down before yeah. the set and, and it just, just get me amped. And mm-hmm. then I was like, Rrr, Rrr. yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's good, man. It's I got that shit like like it anchored. Yeah, Pavlov, sure. Pavlov's monster. Yeah, something like that. Because I was the same way. I would like slam it like a monster or something like that before a show, yeah. and just fucking be. Well, I don't know. Well, you remember? I was fucking yeah, jumping around and shit, cuckoo crazy, and half of that Cuckoo because, crazy. <laughs> and half of that had to be just because I had to because I had to fucking burn the energy somewhere because otherwise I'd be shaking all fucking for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, hold on. Let me get this these notes brought up. These notes. Oh, man, got a got a lot of good shit. Oh this yeah, week. oh yeah. Adventurous, we had an adventurous week, weekend, weekday. I don't know, weekend Ooh. day. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, okay, sweet. You ready, Gabe? Yes, ma'am. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number seventy six. Seventy six. Yes, sir. Uh, we are back here on a relatively pretty fucking hot day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. It's nice out, but man, did I get fucking sweaty out there quick. Yeah, it's uh, it's a nice day, but like you said, it's not uh, one that you want to be spending outside all day. Maybe crack your door open for a little bit and then slam See the sun and say, yeah, yeah, good enough. See you next year. See, I was looking at my kid and I'm like, man, you're really light skinned because my wife's light skinned, but she's even lighter than her. So I'm like, huh? Well, usually with like... Uh, I know with like African American kids, the pigmentation usually comes in like later on. Yeah, so that might be your case. Maybe I don't know. She's I, probably gonna look more like your sister because well, your sister's a bit darker than you. Oh yeah. Well, actually, no, she's not. She used no? to be. Oh. When you give her some sun, she she gets darker. But when I was a baby, I was dark. I was darker than I am now. Holy so it kind of like the process kind of flipped in that. Yeah, we'll see, man. Throw me in some sun, though. Different story, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, but we have some like skin people in my family, like Adam, and you know. Oh, no, Adam is. If you change his last name, he could definitely be white. Yeah, for sure. And Adam's, Adam's kid is super light skinned. So Austin, yeah, yeah, he's really light. Uh, they had another one. You know, they're going to got like, by the end of the week. The other kid's going to be here. You know that, right? Wow. Yeah, that went fast. Didn't Copy it? that. Yeah, <laughs> fast. Number two. Yep. I remember when he had zero. Yeah, right. <laughs> and now he's MIA with two kids. Yes, sir. All right, cool, man. So let's get into the, the get into the stuff. So we got some some notes. So let's go through the notes first. And you, this is you, so well, I want preface this, please. Uh, all right. Um. So, I this is an idea that's been floated back and forth in my mind for a couple of years now, and I decided now is kind of an opportune time, because I because uh, I have a, a fucking big boy job, right? Yeah. So uh, this kind of came about because of an impulse buy. I bought a motherboard for a computer. Okay. So I'm building a rig, and um. I didn't spend too much on the motherboard because it was like secondhand and it was up for auction and there was like two or three of us bidding on it. Cool. So I got it for a decent price. I got some other parts for a decent price. But then like now comes like the processor and the RAM yeah. and the graphics card and that's where my money's going to go. So although it wasn't one particular bad impulse buy, yeah, it, it was an impulse buy that's going to lead to many more impulse buys. Uh-huh. And um, my goal is to just build... Uh, like a sleeper for under six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's kind of my goal right now. Okay, I'm at the one ninety mark at the moment. Okay, and I think it could definitely be done with some frivolousness and searching on the interwebs. I think it could definitely be done. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, just uh, don't get like the big vanity case. That's like oh. no, I I have a twenty two dollar case picked out for the PC. Like cool. I said, I'm going like budget. Yeah, I mean that's fine. You can still get a machine that works for fucking for fucking seven hundred bucks, bro. Yeah, that's what I was saying because our, our buddy uh, 
their buddy Nick built like a, this $1,200 machine. It's a fucking killer. It's yeah. great. And um, he, he's like, yeah, you got to spend at least $900. I was like, I will accept that challenge and I will raise it even further. I, you know, I said 600, mm-hmm. I can build a killer that'll do everything I wanted to do. And then some for 600 bucks. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, possible. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm having fun with it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you guys know, I'll get some specs in here for all my techie guys out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, what, what is kind of your, your worst impulse by that you could think of? Well, I bought a skateboard one time just because I wanted to, this was recently. Yeah. Like a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, I bought a paintball mask, even though I've only gone paintball Two times in a row, just because it looked cool. I have a buddy who's really bad with impulse buys. Mm-hmm. He bought a longboard, a really nice longboard, because we all skate. Like yeah. My my other group of friends, we all longboard, right? And he bought a, um, and he didn't even like gradually enter it. He didn't really kind of. He bought he right out the vet. He bought like a hundred eighty dollar longboard, right? Damn. Okay. And I was like, I was like, wow, like uh, like I bought my nice longboard after a few years. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, I'm invested. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I know what I like. You're past entry level. Yeah, absolutely. So, but he just went out and bought the $180 thing, right? Busted his shit once. Never wear it again. And now he uses it as a footrest. That's like, that is a $180 footrest that hey, you have man. right there. It is what it is. Like, I don't like, my thing is like, I don't, I try not to spend a lot of money, but here's the thing. Like, uh, I was telling Adriana this. I'm like, the reason why I want to do the laser tag, which we'll, we'll wrap this around in, in a minute. But uh, the reason why I want to do laser tag is because you don't buy your own laser tag gun, right? Like they come into into wherever you're doing it they you return it after you're done and you don't buy your own thing right because i'm like i've never gone airsoft before but i've seen people play airsoft and i wanted to buy an airsoft gun even though i don't know where to even begin to go airsofting so like it's the same thing with paintball like like i said i've wanted to do it but luckily for me i was able to kind of back that off and just budget it to like oh let me just buy masks for the next time i do go paintballing but uh yeah didn't work out like that huh yeah so i got (laughs) i gotta like you know you got to sleep on it. Man. Yeah, that's, to, that's all it is. I have to stretch like stretch myself out because otherwise I'll, I'll buy stupid shit. But like me and Adrian were talking about it too. Uh, like we, I don't really buy clothes or nothing like that though. Like probably the most impulsive I am is my hats. I buy a lot of hats. But like uh, other than that, like I don't really. Like I've been wearing the same pair of jeans for like the last five years, six years. I've had the same band t-shirts for like ten years. You know Can't what I mean? That. I just had to buy new jeans. Yeah. My old pair. Yeah. So yeah, too much. All right, man. Let's let's roll it on. So. Uh, as you know, me and Gabe and the, the group that we hang out with have a new hobby, right? Uh, it's an expensive hobby, and we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we reviewed one a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and now we've gone to number two, uh, the escape room. This one is Escapeology. It's in uh, Orland Park. Park. Yeah. Uh, it located inside the Orland Bowl, which shout out to them because we had a fun bowling last night, too. After Actually, the- um, <laughs> yeah, because we pulled in, and like Maps was like, oh, you're here. And we're like, where the fuck is this entrance? Mm-hmm. My girlfriend was like, is part of the escape room finding it? <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, it was really actually kind of cool because mm-hmm. for those of you who've been to Centennial Lanes, you know that little fucking yeah. oddball venue at the side of, you know, the yeah. corner of the whole bowling alley. So it's kind of that, but they have a lot more space allocated yeah. for this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really cool. Yeah, it was really nice because uh, as we were walking up, even Maddie was like, it's kind of shady. Like it's, And you kind of walk into the room, you're like, oh. Yeah, it felt like a, uh, like a tailor shop. I yeah. said it when we were there. Very nice wallpaper, those gorgeous Charleston couches and yeah. stuff, and it just felt cool. It yeah. definitely. Um, before we start comparing it, uh, did you have fun first and foremost? I 150 percent had fun because I believe that the point of this hobby is to yes yeah, solve the puzzles, obviously, and escape. Yeah, but that's number one. It, it should always be number one. Have yeah. fun. Um, so let's just fucking get into it. We did mansion murder was the room. Yep. Um, their most difficult room. I, yeah, unbeknownst to me, because yeah. I just kind of browsed through them, and I was like, I want to do the murder one. Yeah. That's something I want to do. I think that's something we all kind of were leaning towards. Yeah. And I booked it. Um, 
There were six of us. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Uh, let, uh, let me throw this out there before we get two balls deep. There's a Groupon. Yep. Uh, hop on that Groupon. It's fucking phenomenal. Yep. Because it's much cheaper. And like Jake says, it's kind of an expensive hobby. So take advantage when you can. Uh, so getting right into it, um, they started us off. Is these rooms are very heavily themed as opposed to just escape, which we did in Lagrange. Yep. A um, couple of kind of things I noticed first of all, uh, decorations were cool. Yes. Um, but the thing is that, and without giving too much away, if you kind of know what to look for, especially if you've done prior escape rooms, you're going to notice some things. You're going to notice some, uh, maybe some things that they failed to hide or failed to conceal better. Yeah. Because at one point, we're like, yeah, we're going to have to do something along these lines. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I don't want to give away spoilers because we, I did have fun. And this yeah. place was good. But, um, yeah, let, let's kind of, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. So, how'd you like it? I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I love the theming of it. Yes. Um, I think cool. that was the one complaint that I had about Just Escape is that it was fun. We had a ton, we had a tons of fun, but it wasn't as heavily themed as this one. This one stepped in like... You're like in a movie set almost, kind of. Yeah, it uh, felt like it. And they had the, uh, like, uh, the mansion murder had the clock ticking at all times, like yeah. the grandfather clock. Yeah. And then every, like, couple minutes, like, the thunder, thunder. would roar. Yeah. And they had the speakers in there. I thought that was really fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, the, the ambience was beautiful. Um, I agree with Maddie, because Maddie said this yesterday. It wasn't necessarily that it was harder. It was just there was more steps to it. Yes. Um, so it was as opposed to maybe four or five steps, like, say, big steps that we took in Just Escape. There was, like, seven, eight, nine kind of smaller things. smaller things yeah. that you had to kind of figure out um and i like that uh, the story was int- intriguing enough it kept you going um you know there, there was a lot of times where we were kind of like overthinking things yeah that, that's that's kind of our problem that, here. that's that's what the, the the game master said after the fact she's like yeah you guys overthought the stuff a lot um and but just fine because you know i think that's just critical thinking sometimes you overthink stuff yeah yeah absolutely so uh but those of you wondering yeah we did finish yes uh five minutes five minutes there we had 55 minutes flat yeah and we were like we we felt like kicking ourselves because we did the last one with like 16 and some change to spare yeah but uh she said that a lot this one has like a 24 percent success rate yeah and that uh, this is their hardest one. We didn't yeah. know that before uh, until after we finished the fact. Yeah. So we, we we did it with five minutes to spare. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, as compared to just escape, I feel like this one had less amount of bullshit, mm-hmm. red herrings kind yeah. of things. Because at just escape, there was definitely a lot of things we didn't touch. Yeah. I think the only thing, and you're gonna laugh at me because I was carrying it. I was like so adamant about it. Was the uh, was the broom? Yeah. And I was like, we're gonna need this for yeah. something. Yeah. And it, no, we didn't even fucking use it. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that, was, that was the only one I could think of. Everything yeah. else we pretty much used. That's everything I could think of too, yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny because I was like, we are using this broom for <laughs> you something. you carried it from room to room for like a solid five To the end. To yeah. the very end. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was very good. Uh, my thing is now is like because I feel like we did the hardest one, we don't have to go back there. But like I want to see the theming for the other room. So I'm kind of in this So they have uh, four rooms mm-hmm. at the moment. We did uh, Murder Mansion, mm-hmm. which is like scottish theme yeah somebody murdered somebody your typical kind of clue kind of clue yeah clue kind of environment then they have antidote where there's like this crazy viral virus around and you got to find the antidote yeah uh they have shanghai which is in like 14th century pirate themed that's interesting and i can't remember the last one but those was uh last one was submarine you're in a sub Ah, yes. Under pressure is what it's called. Under pressure. The the one we got yeah so those are the four rooms at escapeology orland park um, how does it compare? How would you rank it so far? So tell me your criteria first before you rank. So it. my criteria is theming. 
so you like the theming? I love it. That's what, okay, that, so that you, was, that was my, the thing I was really big on. Um, the theming was really was an A plus, 150%. The ambiance was beautiful. Uh, I'm also doing a plus difficulty. Uh, this was like a C, C plus, uh, maybe a B. Because like it wasn't like brutally bad once you kind of figure it out. There were was a couple of things where we got stuck, uh, but that's because we, I think we used up all three of our clues actually. Yeah, we one. did. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll give the puzzles like a B. Um, and what? Let me think of the last criteria just in general. Well, because you have puzzles, theming. Um, I think really the last one should be di- like how how fun was it? Uh, it was an A. Yeah, we had fun. Um, so you'd put it above just I put it above but just escape uh, I think the only main difference is, is the heavy theming I think that's probably the, the big difference because I think in order to feel kind of immersed into the world you have to have that you yeah. know and um, so the next one we're looking at two in particular we are Southside Escape and Combat Chicago I believe yeah. Combat Zone Chicago Combat yeah. Zone Chicago that one's back to back with a laser tag yep. thing and so that you know that's a good always after yeah. thing and that, that's how the bowling worked out we were just like well we could go to a bar or we could stay here and yeah and like I said, a quick shout out to them because they have uh, $15 bowling from 8 to midnight and you could just fucking bowl as much that, as you that want. That is a phenomenal bang for yeah. Um I would have to agree with you on the ranking scale. I think I did enjoy Escapeology just a bit more. Yeah. Um, my main issue, man, was it was fucking hot in there. Yeah. But I guess that's what happens when you cram six plus people into a room. Yeah, like you that. said the room is built for eight, right? Yeah, you, you could fit eight people in there. Yeah. Uh, that is like what they cap out at. Which is good because I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, I did two more bodies in there. Jeez. Six people in the initial stage of that escape room. Yeah, the first room. It was definitely a little crowded. Yeah. And um, I think that's one thing uh, Just Escape kind of accounted for. Yeah. We had six as well. There was yeah. hella room in there, bro. Yeah. You could definitely run around and you had. Everybody nice had their own space. corners and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, check those out. Highly recommended. Like yep. I said, Groupon. Um, so let's talk Combat Zone. There's. Two rooms in particular that, that I'm like kind of intrigued of. Go ahead. Go ahead. They have three okay. at the moment. They have the military theme one, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Then they have the like the industrial theme one, which is like a warehouse. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. And then the other one is the paranormal theme one, which is the one we're probably going to do. Which is the one we're probably going to do. And then uh, Southside Escape has two rooms at the moment. Mm-hmm. They have um, their new room that they just released like a week ago. Uh, the cabin of Dr. Bishop. So it's like a mm. cabin in the woods kind of deal. Nice. And I can't even remember the other one mm. because this cabin really kind of captivated yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. So, um, shit, I don't know, maybe two weeks out, something like that. Yeah. We'll, give a, we'll give a full review and we'll yeah. keep this list going. We'll give it a, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, the paranormal, I don't know if you looked into it, but I clicked on the information about it. And it says if you beat it, you get your money back. Wow. Challenge yeah. accepted. Yeah. If you beat it, because it's 15 minutes, it's a short one. 50? 15. 15. 15 minutes. Huh. Uh, it's a short one. So if you beat it, it says, that's what the information says, you, be, you, get, your, you get your money back. Huh. And my thing is, is, like, is there scares in this? Because it says paranormal. They, that's something we got to find out. Because yeah. if, if there's like jump scares, like some, somebody's going to get fucking hit. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing the way you and me are, man. Yeah. We're not afraid to fucking throw fists at some spooky ass-eating ghosts. For sure. Ass-eating ghosts. But, uh, but yeah. So, yeah. Uh, those are the two we've been to. Keep y'all updated. Uh, let's talk some Space Force. Oh, yeah. So, as you know, uh, Donald Trump is out of his fucking mind. And not yeah, try- the uh, Galactic Space Emperor. Yeah, not trying to get into the politics of it all because I don't give a fuck. But, um, yeah, he wants to start a new branch of the military, this, <laughs> uh, the Space Force. And I'm joining. As long as I get an X-Wing, I am down. <laughs> I don't know how viable X-Wings are, but eh. I think it's a cool concept. I think we're at that point where... Uh, science fiction is starting to meet science faction. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's kind of weird because my buddy was like, oh, we're going totally Warhammer 40K. And I was like, 
It's like, yeah, dude, we're very early phases of that. Mm-hmm. So now it's just a matter of which universe is our universe going to delve into. Yeah. You know? For sure. And we've talked about how does the real world inspire art or does art inspire the real world? It's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of both. Yeah. So we'll see, man. We might, maybe at the end of our lifetime, maybe we'll see some space exploration. See some fucking Star Trek kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, speaking about Star Trek. Yeah. Bouncing this back. So let's bring it around. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll oh, talk. Yeah. Warp to real quick. Um, Never happened. I've never seen this happen before. I told you. I called this. Yeah. Um, the there's four dates in Cali because Cali's so enormous. Mm-hmm. Two, two, three of which sold out. Yeah. San Diego, Panama, and one one of the other yeah. ones. Yeah. Vitora, maybe. Um. Yeah. Probably. But seriously though, if you've ever even considered a warp tour in the back of your head, go. This is the last big one. Mm-hmm. There's probably gonna be smaller little shits. Mm-hmm. Um. But please, it's twenty dollars. Uh. Ticket or Live Nation is literally like, hey, you could go to any one of our shows over the summer for twenty dollars. Yeah. And I'm kind of salty because I bought them when they were sixty a piece. Yeah. And I spent a hundred fucking forty dollars on tickets for my girlfriend. <laughs> hey man. But I'm going regardless. Yeah. Seriously though, twenty dollars. Um, it's it's warp tour. Go. Yeah. Better and late than is, never. This is this is the last time I experience it. Yep. And I promise you, you will not regret it. You'll find a new band that you that you like. Yep. So this is your forewarning. Yes, sir. All right. So jumping into well, wrapping this all around. Star Trek, right? Okay. So Zachary Quindo, that's his name, right? He's yes. the guy. Uh, he has kind of tweeted out some kind of cryptic stuff about the new Star Trek movies. Now, I don't know where you stand on, on the most recent J.J. Abrams Star Trek films. I fucking love them. All right. The, uh, one was really good. Into Darkness is probably the best Star Trek film, period. And Beyond was all right. I like Beyond. But um, so then continuing on what they're going to do next with the, the whole thing. I'm hoping for the Borg, personally. I'm a little bit of a Star Trek nerd. My, my father raised me this such. Um, so I'm hoping for the Borg. But we'll find out because it's an alternate universe thing, and the original cast never fucked with the Borg. Uh, so we'll see. We will see. Yeah, uh, I'm a fan of the, the whole franchise. Star Trek, Star Wars, they're, they're my thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know what your opinion on it is. And, you know, go ahead and kind of give up your little synopsis on how you feel. I'm a very film. heavily Star Wars guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, however, am not opposed to Star Trek. It's just kind of one of those things where. It wasn't really on on TV when I was growing up. Yeah. It was one of those things. I'm sure if it was, I'd be a lot more into it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, not opposed, not really exposed to it aside from a lot of the parody stuff that uh-huh. I've seen. Uh-huh. So that's kind of my stance on it. All right. So it, it might be something I delve into for down sure. the line. But I mean, you really. So I think that's what the best thing about the, the new films is that because it's kind of like a retcon, mm-hmm. you could just watch it, the films and you'd get it. You know, so Copy now, the, like I said, now would be a good time to kind of jump in. Uh, I was more of the next generation fan because they had the six different versions of the fucking show. Uh, that's what I grew up on because my dad lo- loved it. And I actually bought him the whole fucking series on DVD not too long ago. Cool. But um, yeah, I'm a fan. And I'm, hopefully the next one's going to be just as good as the previous ones because they haven't disappointed yet. And J.J. Abrams doing a good job with that. So, yeah, that's just something I want to talk about real quick. But moving around. Uh, big trailer. Big trailer. Yeah, very big trailer. Uh, actually, I did not expect this. You did? Didn't. Did you see it? No. I th- uh, Creed. Was, yeah. Okay, throw it out there. Uh, Rocky, six films, and then Creed is kind of like the spiritual successor. Yeah. They came out with it. Everybody was like, oh, this is going to be garbage. And it turned out to be a fucking great movie. Yeah. And I don't know. You consider it a Rocky film? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely up there. Yeah. Right alongside Rocky Four. This is like... um So... Let me rank them for you real quick because I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible because I'm a huge Rocky fan. I grew up on it. It's the reason why I love the sport of boxing. Um, so I'm gonna, it's Rocky 1, obviously. Mm-hmm. 2, 4. Uh, well, actually, hold on. Let me, do, let me do this again. Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Balboa, Creed. Rocky 4, 3, 5. 
All right. Uh, so I think that's kind of how the order that it's in. Uh, Creed is very much up there, very much in yeah, the mix. Excellent. Uh, n- definitely not one of the worst films. It's a great movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so with that being said, Creed 2 is around the corner. All right. It's coming out in November. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? I saw the announcement and I was like, oh, no. And mm-hmm. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think. I didn't think this movie was coming out, and I didn't think I'd be excited for it, mm-hmm. honest to God. And now I'm like, wow, this is I'm excited for this. Yeah, uh, it's a very personal story this time around. Yeah, uh, and that's that's uh not to say that OG Rockies were lacking that, mm-hmm. but now you you're like invested. Yeah. Uh, so obviously this takes place after the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adonis is seems to be a champion. Uh, I spotted Andre Ward, and he was a character in the first one who was the champion. So. I'm assuming that he's going to take the title off him. I think it's fair to assume that. However, uh, recalling back to Rocky IV, uh, the son of Ivan Drago, I think his name is Victor, I think they're calling him Victor in this movie, is fighting now. And obviously, uh, Drago's uh, Ivan Drago was the one that killed Apollo Creed. Um, he, beat, you know, he beat him senseless, essentially, and killed him. So this allows that really personal storytelling of the man who the sins of the father, uh, you know, kind of coming. The son will atone for the sins of the father. Yeah. Uh, Assuming and Rocky is probably terrified of him, right? Because he's seen what Drago can do, and he got his ass whipped by Drago. He won, but you know, at a price. Yeah, at a price. He got his fucking ass kicked. Um, And that fight in Rocky Four is probably the best fight seen out of any of them, in my opinion. Uh, just because it's so goddamn personal, because he lost his best friend. His best friend was killed by this man, and you know that whole story where Rocky was li- literally, literally said in the movie, he's like, he's gonna have to kill me to beat me, and it's just like Jesus Christ. And now that whole story wrapping around where Creed or uh, Adonis is like, I don't have a choice. He's like, that's the same thing your father said, what he did. That's one hundred percent true. Uh, he's the same thing your father said, and he died right there in my hands. It's just like. Oof! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even the trailer, man, swings full force with the emotions. Yeah, and it was like it was funny because like I knew what the film was going to be about because I looked like you know I was I was in I was in it you know I saw it, uh, but that whole kind of reveal where like Drago's like running around that he bounces against the ropes and you see the Drago on the back of his uh, of his hood is like oh god like what do we get ourselves into kind of situation oh yes yeah and it kind of has that same kind of. Uh, epic kind of uh, environment that Rocky forehead at the final fight where it looks like, Oh my God, like it's going to be a fucking, it's going to, it's going to, somebody's going to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and I'm really looking forward to it because it doesn't look like Rocky's in his corner. Rocky looks like he's gonna removing himself from the situation because <laughs> I'm not fucking teaching you. Yeah. Cause it's again, he knows what this kid, what this guy has done. And safe, I mean, we don't know what his kid's going to be like, but Safe to say we're excited for Creed 2. Yeah, it's going to be very, very good. And I'm really looking forward to that Rocky Drago face-off. If there is a moment where Rocky's standing right in front of him and they're looking each other in the eye. I uh, I actually have a prediction. I know it's still super early. Go ahead. I think it's going to break your top three for movies of the year. Oh, yeah. I think and so, I, too. I think so. Yeah. If not top, definitely like two or three. Yeah. I, I probably have to agree with that. Um because it's a story that I'm very much invested in. Absolutely. So, uh, and they've done the first one was great, and they haven't, you know, shown any kind of shittiness or disrespect. To yeah. No, definitely. I think they actually are kind of rebirthing and getting a lot of the younger kids back into Rocky. Yeah. And they're doing it right, as opposed yep. to all these constant reboots. And yes, sir. And it's because uh, I think uh, I forgot who said it, but somebody's like the same thing that they did with 
uh, Karate Kid with the with the Cobra Kai thing is like you don't have these old established worlds. You don't have to reboot them. You don't. You you could just take what's there and build off of it. It's there. The foundation's there. People love these things, and I think that's the right thing to do. Is you don't have to start again. You could yeah. just move up, move forward, move in the right direction. And I think that's the right thing to do. I'm sure if Creed was a reboot, there'd be all hell. Oh yeah, all for hell. sure. Uh, but it's not that. Thank God. And they so. Creed 2. Yes, sir. Check it out. Check out the trailer. It's really good. Oh, it's very, very good. That we whole both... Kendrick Lamar and the... Yeah, oh. perfect, perfect, perfect. So Can good. we have him produce again? Yeah, for the... yeah. right? But uh, but yeah, so moving on to the next trailer that we've seen. I don't know if you've seen this yet. First Purge. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it's a little bit older at this point. I think it's been out for a couple of weeks now. But I finally got a chance to see it because my mom was like, oh, it looks scary. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so we'll see. Uh, I looked at the trailer and yeah, it does look a little scary, doesn't it? Spooky dookie Yeah, boy. a little spooky. Uh, so obviously this takes place. This is a, something that they've wanted to do since the first one, I think. And it's called back to the original Purge uh, and kind of going behind the, you know, the psychological reasons on why they did it and on top of the political reasons. Yeah, even in the trailer, they kind of give away like, hey, uh, these guys are like government agents. They're yeah. not like, you know, like your average purge goer yeah um they're massacring low-income families and yeah. stuff like that so there's the politics is still in there but um it looks kind of creepy it's kind of like a revamp and yeah a little bit i like it yeah uh so we'll see what that turns out because the, i think that we could agree that the first two were good and anything after that which i think has only been one other than that i, I really like two two was uh, really good two's yeah. execution was great yeah um couple you know it wasn't an awesome film mm. but it definitely had a lot of good things going yeah for it. and so I think with this uh, revamp, I think it's going give to them, give them some love. Yeah. Because we always preach and whine and we'll bitch that purge, great theory, terrible execution. Yeah. Yeah. So we're hoping for the best. Yep. Purge, you have our blessing. Yep. Yes, sir. So, yeah, uh, this is something I wanted to check. I thought it was fun. So oh, cool. This I slapped this on here uh, before I came over because I was uh, okay. lounging about on the couch and uh, was watching some Polish TV. Mm-hmm. It exists. Uh, and so there's this TV show that's out there and it's these producers and like movie makers that will make a trailer for you. And it's usually for some fucking reason that that you do it, you know? And so like today's guy, they like filmed like an action trailer for him Mm -hmm. and you know, it showed everything behind the scenes, how they're filming it all. It's actually kind of goofy once you see how it's made. Okay. Right. Like they had a, like a stunt driver pull up. And the, the dude, he, like, yanks the guy out, you know? But they're like, yeah, we can't let you drive the Ferrari. It's got to be the stunt driver. Mm-hmm. So the guy pops back in. But when you see the final product, you're like, wow, this looks like he tossed him out of the fucking car. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this whole, like, trailer, it was like a 60-second like a long trailer, was him, like, you know, stopping what he's doing, going to his girlfriend's parents' house, asking for their blessing to marry the daughter. And then at the very end, like the lights come up in the theater and he's there with the ring, like proposing to her. And yeah. I was like, this is actually a really fucking cool concept. I yeah. like it. Uh-huh. And I don't know, man. It just kind of hit me like with those early morning feels. I was like, get, <laughs> get away, Polish TV. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was cool. I don't remember the fucking name of it, but I thought it was a cool idea, man. Shout out to you, Polish TV show. Whatever yeah, you, your they, name they, you got some winners out there. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. All right. So, um, you know, I think it's safe to say the last couple of star wars movies have been a little underwhelming solo uh bunked and that's why uh the obi-wan movies canceled yeah it's because of bunked yeah and uh star wars fans shot themselves in the foot yeah um episode eight it's up for your discussion mm-hmm. we have our opinions there's actually a twitter page that's advocating and i, I think i might have retweeted some of their stuff they're uh-huh. advocating a remake eight and they're getting like all these donations and support. And Ryan Johnson even said, "Yeah, let's fucking remake it." 
he he's the one that said, "Hey guys, look at this," because you know what that is. The, those people are people that are Star Wars fans, uh-huh. and well, according to them, they have people on both sides that love date and people that hated date. Uh-huh. And I think both of them kind of had that common ground of, "Hey, I think we could redo this. I think we can make it a little bit better. I think we can make it a little bit better." So that's a that's a, a massive outcry from the Star Wars community um, for the last episode, episode eight in the main saga. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. Yeah. But uh, Disney announced that now we're going to have a set cast of directors. Yeah. So as opposed to kind of going out there and maybe exploring different people who have different visions, they're going to go with people who are more established. People who have a track record of success. And they're going to roll with it that way. So they're not going to be taking any chances like that, like they did with Ryan Johnson, who was a little bit of a, an experienced director. Right? I think it's safe to say. He say did what TV you want about Ryan Johnson. He did TV shows though, right? Johnson did a lot of good things. Yeah. He had a lot of good things under his belt. Um, whatever you want to say about eight, I just think that J.J. Abrams would have been the next logical choice because stylistically, um, they're they have their own genres, really. Yeah. And I think it'd be weird if I wrote book one and you wrote book two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I think seven people worried about seven, but overall, I thought I got a positive feedback. Yeah. Right. Aside from the whole, it's an episode four repaint, mm-hmm. which it is. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of the discrepancy here where they're like, maybe four wasn't terrible. And yeah. now they're like, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're hyped again. And then they get led into eight and it's a completely different author. And he's writing almost a completely different genre here. Yeah. It's what happens when two people write the mystery novel. Who did it? You know what I mean? Yep. You can't you can't do that. And I think that's something that the original trilogy had. Well, actually, all, the first all six uh, is that they had the one man behind it who had the vision and he was going to put it together. Now, they had different directors in the first original trilogy uh, for all Right, but he, but he supervised but, everything. Yeah, there Lucas was, supervised everything. There was one man behind the story and knew what was going to happen. He kept everyone in check and yeah. everyone in line. And he allowed those directors to do stylistically different choices, but at the end of the day, it was the same story that he had written down prior. That's where these new movies suffer, right? That they don't have the one man behind it. So, like I said, uh, it's like two men writing a mystery novel. Who did it? I don't know. There's a, a discrepancy there. There's uh, you know confusion there. Um, now, I think... Like you said, uh, the choice is naturally for J.J. Abrams to do nine. I think that might be the right choice. Uh, I think I and you know we had our worries about Abrams. Yeah. Well, I did because I know you you like him a lot. I like him. Yeah. Um, I think that he's one of the few that we can trust to kind of wrap this up and put a bow on it. Yeah, and kind of figure out where these stories connect because. I feel like a lot of the, the intriguing parts of Seven were squashed out in Eight. Uh, Phasma, yeah. Snoke. Yeah. And <laughs> Abrams threw the perfect pitch. Yeah. And Johnson struck out. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, you're right. No, it's it, He had a lot of good moments in Eight, but it striked out for me. Yeah. And so I think Johnson needs to now switch sides and he needs to bat. Yeah. And because he's going to hit a home run. Yeah. You know he is. Bases yeah. are loaded. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. And I think it's the right choice. I don't. I don't think that the those standalones are canceled, but they were put on hold for sure. They're going to be sitting on the bench for a minute. Here's my proposition: Give me and hear me out. Give me a a uh, Boba or Jango Fett movie directed by Martin Scorsese, and uh, it's probably never going to happen because no, <laughs> Star because Disney's not going to be like, yeah, let's do a rated R Star Wars. Yeah, film. said nobody ever. Uh-huh. But it would work. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Star Wars talk. Uh, I'm just trying to keep my excitement under wraps for yeah. Star Wars because they got a lot of stuff coming up. Because, uh, oh, shit. I think the movie that you and I wrote 
was better than the movie that we got in for eight. So, yeah. uh, but it is what it is. What can I say? Um, but yeah, I think it's just interesting moving on. So that forward. was movies and TV. Yeah. Uh, let's get into gaming. I have one topic this well, week. One topic. And I'm kind of going to go on my little rant. Okay. Um, so GameStop, and this is kind of old news. We just skipped over it. Announced that they're going to start selling comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's funny that GameStop is in the situation that it's in because they've made a habit out of screwing over customers their whole entire career, their whole entire existence. Absolutely. Uh, and now that they're on a down, like a downfall, they want us yeah. to just. Oh, Im- you have a min edition, you mutant yeah. number sixty four. I'll the, give you thirty cents for it. Yeah, uh, and uh, they want us to embrace whatever changes they have. I'm not a GameStop fan. Sure. I'm not a GameStop customer, so I can't speak to the future of the company because I don't give a fuck. Here's here's my issue with it, and I think I'm, I'm going to throw this statement out there. Uh, it is fair to assume that GameStop has lost a lot of traction over the years, mm-hmm. in the last decade, right? Yeah. They've been just nosediving. Yeah. And I, first of all, this comic book thing infuriates me for a few reasons. First one, um, I love comic shops. Yeah. You know this. Yes. We have a very good one, not 30 feet from here. Yeah. Well, it's more than 30 feet, yeah, but, I, I but yeah. still. And comic shops have a certain feel. Would you, would you agree yes. with that statement? And I think that GameStop is kind of overstepping its boundaries. Yep. It needs to know where it lies in the grand scheme of things. And so... Obviously, with Amazon, eBay, um, all these, you know, big these, massive retail, retailers like Walmart, and where you'll find it cheaper, yeah, online, and you could get it delivered in your door in two fucking hours. Mm-hmm. Why would you go to GameStop? Well, you could argue that well, I'd go to GameStop because you know a lot of the employees that work there kind of know their shit. That's that's fair. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, like what is GameStop really doing? I'm just saying this? that a GameStop employee has never convinced me to buy a video game in my life. No, I've yeah. had a couple of good once. GameStop experiences. Uh, where I've been put on like good games, like uh, Fable, uh, that was that was probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And you know I've had some good memories with it, but like over the past ten years, man, the game such has been doing a nosedive. Yeah, and um, I think in all fairness, due to a lot of large portion to them. Yeah, absolutely. They made some stupid business decisions, and the worst one. This is where my rant is like gonna really hit home. They had this membership thing a while ago where it was sixty bucks for six months. Now here's what you got for this membership. You got to rent unlimited used games. Unlimited. Mm-hmm. You could just bring them back and forth every day if you wanted to, right? Um, and then at the end of the six months, the last game you rented, you get to keep. Oh. So, um, yes, you are paying essentially the price of a full game. Here is the upside to that. One, you get to literally... You could fucking try out everything. Everything they own for... If you have like a PS4 or like a current gen, mm-hmm. you could probably try out most of these fucking games, mm-hmm. and you could play them and play them and play them. And if you don't, you know, if you're like a 18 year old kid with nothing else to do, fuck it, why not, right? Yeah. And then you got to keep the last one, which is fucking great, yeah. ain't it? And I think that we're we're lacking in that department right now, yeah. Because a lot of these things, um, the closest thing I can really think of is the Steam return policy, mm-hmm. or if you have under like two weeks on it and like under a certain amount of hours. You can return it, and they'll give you your, your full price back. Mm-hmm. But that's still kind of like meh. Mm-hmm. You know, that's meh at best. And a lot of these places are like, oh, yeah, well, we have a return policy, but it needs to be, like, untouched, unused. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even sneeze in its general direction. Yeah. And I think GameStop, that would have been, especially now, that would have been a fucking massive source of income for them. What they needed to do is that they needed to adapt to the situation yeah. uh, and embrace that used market. They, they could have been the just a straight-up video game playing trade. Right, 
or not play and trade, um, disc replay, right? Yeah. Just embrace that. You have new games, but just embrace that. Like you said, I think something like that might have been a great idea. Because kind of stand here. Because re- really, think about it, right? I would happily pay that sixty bucks. The let's just say the hundred twenty for the year, yeah. right? And in that, I get to try as many games as I fucking want. Yeah. If I pick something up like Overwatch, because I know you guys have been on my ass about Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Pick it up for a few days. Decide, hey, it's not for me. Yeah, move Bring on. it back. Hey, I want to run something else. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to pick up Siege. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, cool. Run it. Or hey, you know, you just keep fucking going back and yeah. forth. And then you get to keep the last one. Yeah. Granted that, like, yeah, maybe you'd pay, like, let's just take Siege. You'd pay half the price if you bought it online because it's like a $30 game yeah. now. But you have that sense of security where if it doesn't work out, you could bring it back and nobody's going to bat an eye at you. Yep. You know, and you could always swap it out. And so that's that's just kind of my my GameStop rant for today. Yeah, because fuck them. That's my that's my whole mentality behind GameStop because they're you give them fucking a fucking stack of games, and I know it's a meme at this point, but it's very much true. It's not an exaggeration. You bring them a stack of games, like okay, ten bucks for fucking eighteen games. Like get the fuck out of here, just so they could fucking slap a forty dollars sticker on it and sell yeah. it and sell it to the fucking next kid in line. You know what I mean? Fuck I think them. it's safe to say that our kids will not have. The same experience. Well, they're obviously not going to have a Blockbuster. Sad. Um, sad. Yeah, sad. Right. Blockbuster, family video. Uh, Do you know they closed that one in LaGrange? The very last Yeah, day? I know. I'm so fucking bummed I about know. that. I know. We drove fast the other day. But they're not going to have that experience, which already kind of sucks. Because yeah. that made Friday nights a lot better. Oh, yeah. And then they're probably not going to have a GameStop, man. And <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of... I know you're not really affected by it, but I did spend a lot of time in like playing trades and GameStops. Mm. Yeah. And when I was 16, dude, and we had nothing better to do... We'd spend hours in there, yeah. hours just playing, yeah, you know, and just playing the demos and stuff like that. Yeah, and it was cool, man. I have more connection to EB Games, maybe because I'm a little bit older, but that was more of my yeah. The EB but Games, th- yeah. that's not around, man. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of sad, but oh well. Yep, you live and you die in the sword, man. So let's get into our uh, let's get into our uh, word games. I guess you could call them these our are, podcast these, games. These are our games. Yeah. So did you delete the? Yes, I deleted it. Um, I simply wasn't feeling it, and I do have a good rebuttal for what we talked about last week. But I'll let you roll first. Yeah. So yeah, that's a continuation of that game. So I created a new game. Not really created it, but uh, this is something that I thought where instead of kind of uh, giving vague descriptions of a movie and you trying to figure out what it is, <laughs> I'm going to put two movies relatively in the same genre, put them to get against each other. You decide which one's better and why. Right. So, <laughs> quick, quick little side note. I think we were getting to that point where uh, the no names game. I think we were getting to that point where we talked about a couple weeks ago, where we're like, we're gonna run out of movies, and then we're gonna just kind of start guessing plot points. And yeah, shit. exactly. And I think we've covered uh, a lot of movies that we overlap with. Yeah. And now we're kind of getting to those movies where I'm like, well, I've never fucking seen that. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Well, I've never fucking sure. seen that. So I'm gonna put these two movies together, but like I said, relatively within the same genre. And you just tell me which one you like when which one you like better and why. It, are you gonna put Hacksaw Ridge and Saving Private Ryan? I have not. Me? No, I did not put that on. All there. right, all right. <laughs> so I have a little rant about that. Okay, we'll talk about that. Maybe next week I put it on there and we then you can talk discuss it. All right. So versus. All mm-hmm. right. Round one. Mm-hmm. Fight. Super bad versus American Pie. <sighs> Arguably two of the greatest high school male centric. Wow. That is a really good one of all time. Are we doing OG American Pie? I'll, I'm gonna put one and two on there. One and two. Which one you prefer? You could put that against okay. it. Um, I prefer American Pie. Okay. And here's why: I grew up on American Pie. Mm-hmm. I probably saw my first pair of titties on American Pie. It was great. <laughs> I think American Pie is the story of ridiculousness. At the end of the day, it really is because it's just so. 
the puberty aspect is there. Yeah. And that's kind of what drives these movies, is yeah. horny teens. And and I love it. I really do. American Pie is, is kind of a brand. It's a symbol at this point, right? Yeah. But let me tell you why it's going to die out. Superbad is relatable on a much deeper level. Okay. And because I, for those of you who don't know, I saw Superbad probably recently in the past like six months. That was my first time watching it. And I'm... I'm going on 22, and I and when I watched that movie, I felt like I was 14 all over again. Yeah. Man, it was great, and and although I do get the same sense from American Pie, I feel like if you showed me the American Pies now, I wouldn't necessarily feel that way. Okay, because American Pie is very 2000s, and we grew up in the early 2000s. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm attached to it. Yeah, because I promise, if you show like our kids like super bad, they're gonna be like. I get it. Yeah. But then if you show them American Pie, they're going to be like, well, this is fucking stupid. Who wants yeah. to put their dick in a pie? I can hear that. And it's a, it's a story of relatable ridiculousness versus really, again, relatable ridiculousness, but in a kind of confined time frame. Uh-huh. I agree with that. So, you know, I am an American Pie fan and I'll pick American Pie every single time because of that, that personal attachment. I will agree. See, here's why I think what you said, you kind of hit it on the head. Because, like you said, it's very much a, 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 a 90s, early 2000s yeah, movie. a product of the time, right? Yeah. Uh, and I love American Pie, and I'm going to pick it. But Superbad had that weird kind of a thing. It had that, the fact that they weren't using, they were using, like, disco music for a lot of their, like... Superbad just cut through the crap, bro. They didn't need any yeah. gimmicks or anything. They were like, this is going to hit you, and it did. Yeah, and it's not necessarily situations that um, you yeah. find yourself in. Yeah. Uh, and American Pie kind of had a, lot of, a little bit of that, too. But... My thing about American Pie is why I'll, and why I'll pick it as the winner in this particular is because of the conversation is the most accurate conversation that men boys had in high school with each other. Like, oh man, fuck it, Ariel from who's your favorite? Uh, who would you bang if a Disney princess? Oh my god, Ariel so hot, shit like that, right? That's like the most accurate description. It's like the Mean Girls, a fucking yeah of guys. Yeah, of guys this is the conversation. And me, Adrian, yeah, discuss that. It's you like look so beautiful tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you tag, you put Mean Girls, and you tag it in with American Pie, and it's like the greatest high school movie of all time if you combine those two concepts. Yeah. Because in American Pie, they had the female arch- archetype, and pretty much all the char- all the female characters kind of lined up in that. And in Mean Girls, they had the male archetype, and then all the guys kind of fit up in the same kind of kind of category. So if you take those two things, compl- you know, combine the complexities between the two of them, you have the greatest high school movie of all time. But uh, I choose American Pie, and I, I know you probably would too. I I'm gonna say it. I think Super Bad. It was still in very early phases. I think it just broke, what, 10 years maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. probably just did. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a classic. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say that is. And whereas American Pie is like debatable because you're going to have people on. Well, you're going to have people on both sides of that. Okay. You're definitely going to have both people, both sides yeah. of that argument. But I think when you say super bad, I think it's safe to say that if you saw super bad, you liked it. Yeah. If you were a teenager. Oh, dude, I fucking died when I first saw it. I saw that shit when I was like 13 years old. I was on the fucking floor. Yeah, and then like even now, like I said, like I am now yeah. you know, going on 22, and I saw it, and I was still like, wow, this is really relatable. Yeah. So I think Superbad is going to win this round, but I still prefer American Pie. Oh, okay. By a, by, by a long shot. Really. Okay, cool. All right, so now this next one is the battle, so probably the greatest sequels of all time. Terminator 2. And? Empire Strikes Back? Nope. Same guy, though. James Cameron? Yep. Uh, Aliens? Yep. Which one is better and why? Uh, all right. T2 is is the better sequel. And here's my argument. We've talked about this. Uh, T2 falls in line with T1. 
Mm-hmm. They're relatively similar concepts. Well, mm-hmm. the, the same concepts. Genre-wise, they follow a very close thread. Okay. They're back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know me, I'm, I'm bigger on the Aliens universe. Mm-hmm. Alien 1 was a thriller horror. Mm-hmm. Aliens was a fucking gun them down action flick. Yeah. And that's why Terminator 2 is a better sequel. Mm-hmm. Because Aliens deviates. Yeah. And I, it's safe to say Aliens is in probably the top handful of anybody's top Alien mm-hmm. films. Uh, but it is a departure of what the essence of Alien is. It's mm-hmm. this mystery. Mm-hmm. It's this adaptable fucking space thing that you're supposed to be scared of because it could get over anything. Yeah. Whereas Aliens, you're like, get to the chopper. That was Predator, but okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I got it. It has that kind of feel. Yeah. Where it really is an action film. It's a bust them up. Whereas if you saw Alien when you were a kid, you're like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's your so answer? T2 is the better sequel. Okay, cool. Is my answer. All right. So this one is uh, the battle of the big, big massive set piece. You know, big storytelling. Ben Hur. No, 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 no. no. That, that is a massive fucking. Yeah. All right, go ahead though. Titanic versus Inception. <laughs> okay. Um, which movie did you like better? Inception. I kind of have issues with both movies. I okay. like. I do like them both. Probably really close to one another within like a few points. Mm-hmm. Um, set piece wise, Inception, lots mm-hmm. of beauty in yeah. Inception, especially that hallway fight. That's gorgeous. Yes. Have, did you see how they filmed that? Yes. Um, I'm going with Inception, and like I said, I kind of like both movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, roughly the same for me. Um, Titanic is gorgeous, and they did a phenomenal job on everything. Yeah. But, but Inception kind of takes creativity. And takes it right out that box. Mm-hmm. And I think with Titanic, you kind of knew that they had to nail the, the ship, obviously, yeah. and all the set pieces. And they had to do it. They gave that, that ship a ton of character. Yes, they did. It, yeah, absolutely. Especially that gala, yeah. the dining hall. That ship had probably more character than, than half of the main cast. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. And, and it did a phenomenal job at that. Yeah. But that was the expectation for it. Mm-hmm. We're like, this ship has to be good. Yeah. Otherwise, this movie is gonna be ass. Yeah. Whereas Inception, it was kind of totally out there concept. First of all, yeah. and second of all, I think that it's a phenomenal looking movie, and a lot of the set pieces. I'm talking about like the crazy shit. Yeah. In addition to like the cityscape, a yeah. lot of the crazy shit was great. When like the whole uh, produce stand started going up, yeah. that scene was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the hallway fight was great. Yeah. That whole like sixth level of dreamscape in the snowy landscape yep, that yep, was yep. also phenomenal. How the, unsta- the instability of it all kind of reflects on the world that you're in. Ah, oh, God, so good. Yes. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it to Inception. Okay. But but that ship has hella character. Yeah. It has more personality than some of the people I've met. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this one. This is the last one I got. Okay. It is the battle of the better stoner movie. 21 oh, Jump Street. Or Pineapple Express. Yes, sir. Uh, is 21 Jump Street? Well, it is. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, this is a close one. I feel like they're in the both kind of the same vein. Mm-hmm. And I think you did a really good job at picking these. This huh. is kind of comes down to the American Pie super bad argument again. Yes, sir. Of which one you prefer. Uh, Pineapple Express is great. Yeah. However, I do find that 21 Jump Street is... 
if you said let's sit down and watch the 21 jump street i'd be like fuck yeah yeah but if you threw pineapple express out there i'd be like oh maybe let's watch something else yeah and i think um 21 jump street shares the same kind of directing and producing qualities as wolf of wall street mm-hmm. where it is kind of a thick movie but it's not presented in a thick manner meaning that like and, and, and here's my argument for wolf of wall street I think at one point last year, I was watching that movie every other weekend. Yeah. And I didn't get tired of it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's presented in such a manner where you're like, wow, these guys are doing fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think 21 Jump Street kind of has that same quality where there's, yeah, there's good substance in it and there's some good meaning behind it, you know, as much as you get out of a stoner comedy. But it's presented in such a manner where it's like drinking a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it doesn't really kind of ruin you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give it to 21. Nice. I'd agree with you on that. Uh, I liked Pineapple Express when I saw it, but I would 150% agree that a quotability, I think 21 Drum Street just completely destroys it because I, I liked Pineapple Express, but I can't think of a line off the top of my head outside of him describing what Pineapple, Pineapple Express was that sticks out. It, it'll come to us. I'm sure it will if yeah. you really think about it. But, but it's like it's like trying to watch like Pulp Fiction versus like Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Like when you. You, when we were done watching Hateful Eight, bro, I needed a nap. I'm, t- I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, ex- I can't believe I was like, hey, let's go see the Revenant back to back with yeah. Hateful Eight. <laughs> we we would have been like dead. Yeah. But but like I feel like if we sat down and watched Pulp Fiction, like we'd have so much fun along the way mm-hmm. that at the end we could probably go run a mile. Yeah. If we were physically capable of. But <laughs> yeah, I got you for sure. So yeah, that was the new game. I don't know how you felt felt about it, it was, but it was good, man. It yeah. was a good comparison. I think uh, a lot of that is the thought you put into the movies that you're you're putting head to head but that's i don't know if that's something that you want to carry on if you just absolutely wanna... that was phenomenal yeah. and i think that kind of really makes us think about why yeah why we like what we like and i think honestly you kind of pulled the director out of me today yeah <laughs> i cool. wasn't expecting that very cool but uh yeah so gabe this this is you right this okay is a so follow-up to last week's game last week you challenged me saying that no remake is better than the original mm-hmm. and i said let me think about it because you kind of put me on spot yeah and I have two in particular that you probably didn't even know were remakes, but you're going to agree with me. Mm-hmm. Number one, Scarface, Scarface yeah. is a remake of 1932 <laughs> uh, Scarface. I know you're going to say that. Uh, and number one. two, The Departed is a remake of a Chinese film. Infernal Affairs. Wow. Uh, that's pretty good, actually, that you know that. Um, those are the two big ones that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fly is on there. Oh, yes. I didn't even think about that. The Fly, The Blob. Uh, those okay. two are really good. Uh, I said The Departed. Oh, and this one. Um, you remember the Rat Pack? Yeah. Sinatra. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, buddy. Ooh, look at you. Ocean's Eleven. Because yeah. that was like the one where I was like, yes. Yeah. Because they did an Ocean's Eleven in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. And then we have Clooney, which knocked that fucking series out of the yeah. ballpark. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven is great. Yeah, that's a good one. And I'm still trying to see Ocean's Eight. I heard mixed things about it. I we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I told you this. My my main my main thing is that I want to see it. I really want to give it a fair shot. And I'm not opposed to it because it's a female cast. I'm really not. It's just every time I see a trailer. It dissuades me. Oh, like some you. of these yeah. trailers, I'm like, that made me physically cringe. Yeah, I get you. And and like that's such a turnoff. Yeah. You know, I have no issues with you remaking movies to fit modern yeah. society. That's fine with me. Just don't ruin the fucking concept of the film. I got you. And I'll I'll give an honest review when it when I do see it right, eventually. Cool. Very good. But that's kind of my, my argument. That was- yeah, Ocean's Eleven, Departed, Scarface are the big ones. 
The Fly, if you're a Dark, oh. John Carpenter fan. The Thing, again. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen The Thing? The, yes, I've seen The Thing. John Carpenter's remake, you've seen it? Yes. It how fucked up is it? Fucking great. <laughs> how fucking, how fucked up John Carpenter is, is arguably one of the best horror period. Yeah, I, I put him up there with Hitchcock and Wes Craven. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wes Craven's run his game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But he's still up there for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man. Fun fact, they did a uh, John Carpenter like best of record pressing. And it was really cool. It was 100 pieces. And this thing's like worth thousands of dollars now. It is a glow-in-the-dark, almost transparent-looking record. And on top of it was like a like a ghost, you know, with like the sheet over it, holding like a lantern. And that was like embossed on the front. Mm-hmm. And then inside the actual record was like this like blood-colored liquid. And it would like move around. Interesting. And it was, I think it won like coolest record pressing of 2017. Uh-huh. And I slept on it. It sold out in seconds. But yeah, it just goes to show that John Carpenter, you are a master of your craft. Yeah, we're, we're, I feel a feeling we'll be harping about him once uh, October rolls around again. I have a feeling yeah. we'll be talking. We about got it. we got to sit down and watch Halloween, man. I, I got him, bro. I got all of them. So, uh, so let's talk some music because this is really where the meat and potatoes come in. This is yeah, this is a hefty list there, Gabe. We have um, <laughs> all right. Let's just get right. Into I'm actually kind of shocked we were able to to carry on the first part of an hour. And we still have yeah, this big um, ass list in front so, of us. So bear with us, please. If you're here for the music, just yeah. bear with us. Um, number one, Define the Great Line turned 12 years old this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that, man? 12 I'm, years old. I'm old. It's crazy, no? I'm getting really old. It's crazy, man. Yeah. 12 years old. Um, thank you to Under Oath and all the good stuff they've been doing over the years. Yes, I just sir. wanted to kind of throw that out there. I don't think we need to harp about the album because we definitely talked about it in, in length in previous episodes. Yeah, I wanted so. to throw that one out there. Yep. Um, in addition to that, um, this is a band we spoke about, I think, last week or the week before that. Mm-hmm. Capsize. Uh, we're yes. kind of worried because they went quiet. And when uh-huh. bands go quiet, we get worried. Yeah. Um, they're back, they posted a teaser for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a new single along Music with video, a new yeah. album. Because the last one was, what, 2015? Something like that. 16, 20, maybe. 2015, 16. Yeah. So Capsize is back. Full action. Um, I'm excited. Capsize is that perfect blend for me. Yep. Yep, and, yep, yep. Um, as you said, you, you, when I po- you know tagged you in it. You're like, what? No, Capsize isn't back proof. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, you can't just quit after dropping the best thing of your career. Yeah. And I full 110% agree with that cool. statement. All right, man. So keep keep it going, Gabe. You're on a roll. Oh, uh, do I got the next one as well? Yep. Okay. So all of these, Gabe. These are all you. <laughs> I, I did all the music stuff. So Amity Affliction dropped a single called uh, Ivy Doomsday. Doomsday, yeah. Um, so they're... Releasing their sixth studio album. Six. Think about that. Damn. Yeah, right? They've been around for a bit. I feel like they only got three. I feel like in my head, I'm like, oh, they, they well, have. The Oceans Take Me, yeah. Young Bloods, and Chasing Ghosts. Yeah, that's or like a one. three, right? Those are the ones yeah, that's my three head. as well. Yeah. Um, Six. One. So this album's called Misery. It's out to August 26th. Have you listened to the new single yet? I have not. I'm staying it's away from it. It's a departure of their old stuff, which I think is really good. Okay. It's not the Amity you know and love. Mm-hmm. It is a new Amity, a new industrialized Amity. Ooh, okay. I think it's a really good single. Okay. Check it out. It's called Ivy Doomsday. Give it a listen. We'll check that out. They're going to get a lot of flack for this because it's not the pretty Amity that we know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this could be heartbreak. Let the oceans take me stuff. Mm-hmm. This is very, I don't want to call it visceral because it's not like some of the bands we're going to cover today. Yeah. But it is very good. And I think this is the first time that we've seen Amity not do their trademark ah, yeah. pretty chorus thing. Okay. I like it a lot. Ivy Doomsday is the name of the singer. Very cool. Okay. Now, next up, uh, Code, or- Code Orange and the Mystery Sauce. Code okay. Orange have been doing some weird shit lately. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I want to throw this out there. They've had um, some of the goth boy rappers I like opening up for them in the past few days. Like they had some guy like Wicca Face Springs Eternal is one of the like the, the goth boy click rappers. 
And um, I never thought I'd see somebody like that open up for a grimy, dirty, fucking hardcore band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that that was the only goth boy rapper on there. Yeah. So they got to know each other somehow. Yeah. And then to yesterday, uh, Ghost Main, another uh, like sad boy rapper, opened up for them again. And I was like, hmm. well, they got to know each other. Yeah. And I think it, it's cool, but it's just yeah. a weird thing. A little bit of a mix. If I'm going to a goth boy rap show, I want a goth boy rap show. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to a hardcore show... I'm going on a hardcore show. I yeah. want a mosh, not crap. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, they had this weird email sign-up thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like three weeks ago, we were like, bro, give us your email. And we both slept on it, clearly. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they emailed out these um, quarter orange USBs to people. Mm-hmm. And in the shape of like the Panther, I want to say, the Cougar yeah, Panther, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And on there was their new music. Yeah. It was their EP that they dropped. And we're going to talk about that because mm-hmm. you didn't believe me when I said quarter orange. Yeah, I was shocked. Stuff. They have, um, what is it, 13 Knives? Or what is the song titles? No, I mean, let me pull them up real quick. I have it. Pull them up. But uh, so they dropped three new songs. One of them is a revamp of one of the old songs. And then we get two new ones. One of them features Corey fucking Taylor. Yeah. Which I'm like, <laughs> that was wow. Weird. Yeah. I, I know Code Orange won Best International Breakthrough from Kerrang, which yeah. they totally deserve because yes. they came up out of fucking nowhere and mm-hmm. blazed the trail. But to have. Corey Taylor, Taylor, an S tier like vocalist, uh-huh. be like, yeah, let's do it. He was because he tweeted them out. He's like, yeah, these, these guys fucking rip. Check them out, and they're like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Uh, so the name of the songs are Three Knives, The Hunt, and The Hurt Will Go On Shade Remix. But uh, the uh, EP is called The Hurt Will Go On. So yeah, uh, check out Code Orange and yeah. the Mystery Sauce. Yeah, I thought because when I put this topic on here, it was because I saw people who had the USBs, and I'm like, they're doing something. And yeah. then Friday they, you know, released it to the public. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, band supporting its fans. That's, yeah, that's what it is. It that's is love. Code Orange, check them out. They're actually at the Bottom Lounge this week. Yeah, I think at the Bottom Lounge playing this Thursday, sixth or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, some shit like that. Okay, uh, Corey Taylor and the Order of the Slipknot. You have, <laughs> I, I had to, I had to like make sure the syllables are correct because I was like Phoenix Slipknot. And, like, you know, it got a little weird there when you say it a bunch of times. Um, so, Slipknot's coming out with a new album next year. Yeah. And we talked about this. Corey Taylor went out and said that this new album is going to be just as heavy as Iowa. Iowa heavy. It was his, Iowa heavy. It was his description. description and term. so now sparks the discussion of... Mm. Mm, it's correct. And here's kind of where I stand. Um, Slipknot, big influence on my life. I'm sure it was also on yours. Huge, yep. Huge. Um, I didn't like the last album. There was, like, a song. Yeah, no. song or two, yeah. Yeah, song or two. I really did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was the whole Paul Gray thing. and I, I don't know, because now, we now we're two members down. We're, we lost Paul Gray. And Joey. And Joey. And Joey mm-hmm. Jordison. And I love Joey Jordison. He was a massive fucking show-off flaunt, but he was part of the lifeblood that has slipped out. Can I say something? Sure. I love Joey. Joey's uh, drumming was uh, very eccentric in the whole Slipknot sound, right? I think it's fair to say that. Uh-huh. Uh, but with that being said, Jay Weinberg, who took over the place for Joey, did a fantastic job yeah. drumming on that album. So I just wanted to give him a quick shout out because I feel like even the bass, the bass work was, was fucking phenomenal. I feel like a lot of the, those two guys have gotten kind of the shaft in that regard because they're the face of quote, quote unquote of the new Slipknot. Nobody's gonna wants to blame fucking uh, Jim, you know, Jim Root for the sound, right? Naturally, but um, I think they deserve a little bit more credit than what they got. Go ahead, sorry. Okay, so now begs the question of: Is this album should? I'm having like an internal affair here, man. It's, is it going to be good because it's Iowa heavy? Or is it going to be good because it's good? Or is it going to be good because it's Slipknot? And now it kind of begs the argument if, of, 
let's say it is IO heavy. Is it by default good? Uh, right, right. Because because Jake's over here like like moving his eyes around, and it's like an inter- a very interesting question. My here's the deal. Uh-huh. I have a very hard time believing, mm-hmm. and this is a Corey Taylor problem, not necessarily his fault, but I have a very hard time believing that Corey Taylor could pull off that. Now, he's an older man now, uh, and that the reason the, the 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 secret sauce of Iowa was the time that it came out in right. A time where new metal was breaking through. Not even just that, but the time where vicious metal like that was on the radio, and Slipknot pulled that off. We talked about that in the past. You can't do that again because that's that's something that was lightning in a bottle. You can't replicate that, and I think they've proven that with their subsequent releases after the fact. Right uh, now, not to say Volume Three wasn't bad because Volume Three was fucking fantastic. It was great in a different way. Right. Uh, not to say all hope was gone was good, was good. Which that's the highest. Great in a different way. Well, I'll, I'll put. See, here's this is where where you and I will differentiate. I put all hope is gone in the good category. I don't put it in the great category. Okay, that's, uh, that's just the me thing. Um, Where's where volume three? Good, great. Volume three is great to me. Okay, because uh, like I said, in a different way. Yeah. Um, all hope is gone was good in a different way. The last album, like you said, fell short. Okay, at best, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to replicate. Iowa, what slept the, the slept not self self title. The, the pure fear and yeah. anger yeah. and just all those negative emotions, man, really bottled into Iowa. Yeah, and, and now like obviously they have the, they lost their friend. They have, you know they had to put a lot of different kind of uh, you know vibey stuff into that. But at the end of the day, they are men who are rich off the things that they have created, and not, not to the, no fault of their own. But it's hard. Eminem had the same problem. It's hard to replicate that magic because you're not in that spot anymore. Um, so. Forgive me because I don't know who quoted it, but it's like once you once you play the blues and make money off the blues, you can't make the blues no more. Yeah, and that's no. kind of yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a fair fair trial. In I'll definitely check it out. Jibril. Um, definitely check it out. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because now, you know, it's kind of like, well, <clears throat> you know, like was the son of Julius Caesar as good as Julius Caesar? No. Yeah, it's it's gonna be very hard to replicate that. And we'll see. Yeah. I'll definitely give it a fair shot because it's Slipknot. You, yeah, you got to listen. Yeah, and I think as, as after Iowa, they've progressively gotten and, and in addition to all that, metal is alive and well. Yeah. I, it's not surviving as it was years ago. It is thriving. Yeah. And it is, I would say that now is a time to, if, if you said you liked metal 10 years ago, people would look at you like, are you okay? Do you, like, do you, do you want a gift card to a therapist? Yeah. But now if you say you like metal, people are like, oh, yeah, dude, what do you fucking jam to? Do gift cards come from therapists? No, it's a joke we have. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, um, now is definitely a good time for the metal. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, we, we've had our debates back and forth, but it is thriving. Yeah, I got you. All righty. Uh, let's get into the fun stuff now. Yep. Certified Weekly Bangers. Yes, sir. Um, I asked you to listen to a band called The Great American Ghosts. Talk to me. So. Wow. Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me get rid of that. He's straightened up his posture. So, as you said, you've advised me to check out this band. Uh, and the first thing I saw when I looked it up is, like, in the description that iTunes puts is Boston Hardcore. Automatically, you got buy-in for me, right? Because I'm a, you know, my favorite band. One of my favorite bands of all time is Boston Hardcore, right? Okay. And not to say that all Boston Hardcore is great because, like, Terror and stuff is not, it's not, really my, not really my jam. But uh, so I listened, right? These guys are Vanna, mixed with Pantera, mixed with a little bit of Every Time I Die, a little bit of flavoring in there. And these guys 
are fucking awesome. All right. So I listened to the most recent. I downloaded the previous. I haven't listened to that yet. And man, I'm a fan. I like it. It's good. It's grimy. Yeah. Um, I was jamming to it on the way here. And this is a band that somebody was like, hey, check them out. And I like a good hardcore band. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. These guys, uh, this is not the freshman album because they have one. Yeah. Story. They're relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, they have less than a thousand plays a month on Spotify. Think about mm-hmm. that. They're up and coming. And I was listening to, to Time Is Your Enemy or Time Is Not Your Friend. I can't remember what mm-hmm. the name of the song was. But I was like, wow, this has a lot of elements of Void in it. Yeah. And like a, in a very good way. Like they didn't plagiarize it, but it was like you could hear that Davy Muse and yeah. like Vanna had this just massive impact on these guys my, growing up. My thing is like um, you take Void and you slow it down a little bit. Get a little less BPMs and this wow. is kind of what you get. Yeah. Um, just, just, a, just a smidge. And like I said, that, that, that guitar work is very Pantera-like to me, which is speaking of which Vinnie Paul died. Rest yeah, in peace to him. Rest in peace. Uh, but um, yeah, that's, what, that's kind of the vibe I got. So it. I like the album a lot. Yeah, I've been bumping it since I found it like the few days ago. Yeah, and um, I dig it, man. Uh, Destroyer, that breakdown at the end, bro. I was listening to it, you know on my way here, and I was just fucking air punching yeah. some some you know some lifeless body or yeah. Something. But wow, uh, check out Northern Ghost. These guys need wrong, a lot wrong, more love. Wrong, wrong name. The Northern Ghost. Or the fuck, the Great American Ghost. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow, I am so sorry, guys. Freudian slip on that Freudian one. Freudian slip. The uh, the the Musian slip on that. Yeah. Good. The Great American Ghost. Yes. Check them out. Yes, These sir. guys are. If they come around, man, I need it. Yeah. I need it. They're good with. Um. Shit, probably like Code Orange. Yeah, Code Orange would be a good fit. Code uh, Orange would be good. Burials would be a good fit. Uh, oh yeah, Burials. Eighteen uh, Visions. Yeah. Every time I die, I would do them lots of love. Yeah. Um, they are. Would you argue to say that they're like the spiritual t- successor to Vanna? Too early to say that. You have to give me another album or two. Okay. This is why I um, we, we might like, have to wait a year or two because yeah. this last one coming out came out twenty seventeen. Yeah. I would kind of argue to say that I I can't remember what I put for album of the year last year because I have a shit memory. August Burns Red. ABR. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'll be up there. No, I would say I'd like it better than ABR. Really? Yeah, much better than ABR's last album. Because this, I don't know, man. It's, it's got me feeling some type of way. It's got me feeling some type of way. So, uh, the Great American Ghost. Yes, sir. Please, 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 yep. please check them out. They're awesome. And the album is called um, Hatred Stems from the Seat. That's their last one. And uh, it's very good hardcore. First game. first off, uh, every time I look at the title, like on the car, because like the com- combination between H and S, it's like I see Howard Stern every time I look at it the first time. Mm-hmm. So I have to like, like, what the fuck? That's not Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to like, Okay, that's not how we're starting. But yeah, go hey ahead. Man, lots of good stuff coming out of that scene. Yes, um, sir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna meld this in the weekly recommendations because mm-hmm. it's good. The next band is uh, is another hardcore band called Holy Plus Gold. This is with members from Norma Jean and the Chariot. So, What's it called? Uh, Holy Plus Gold. Holy Plus Gold. They dropped uh, like a four or five song EP. It is excellent. Check out Poisoned Wombs. Uh, very grimy. Very dirty, as you expect from veterans such as these. Uh, what is it called? Holy plus gold. Holy plus gold. Holy, and then like the plus symbol, oh. gold. Oh, because I, I, I physically typed in plus. That's why. <laughs> yeah, holy plus gold. They're okay. excellent. Check out that EP. It's fucking great. Uh, yeah, it's called Poison Wombs. The EP is called Poison Wombs. Um, 
The next one, uh, we we here at Second City Kids hold a lot of love and respect for Jason Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pressure Cracks is his other punkier band. Pressure Cracks, and, yeah. and it's a weird statement to call them punkier than the Fever, <laughs> uh, but it is honest to god hardcore punk music. Yeah, and I love it. I like it better than the Fever. Oh, you th- that's that's saying that, a lot. That, I I got a lot of bold statements today, yeah. man. But uh, fucking Pressure Cracks, it okay. is downloaded. <laughs> Jacob over here downloading it. Yep. Um, so their EP is self-titled. Self-titled, yep. I'm looking at it right uh, now. Stay Inside, Save Alive is a banger, and Be a Wolf, also bangers. Um, this is... Fever has that... Uh, what, what do you call it? The the Cali Womp, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, like Lions did. Mm-hmm. That's very <laughs> feverish, right? Yeah. Uh, Pressure Cracks is kind of like punk metalcore, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of why I like it better. It's uh, very sped up, very aggressive. Not as rappy? Yeah. Well, well, it's Jason, so you get a little bit of it. Yeah. But it's definitely in the vein of punk music. I'm excited uh, now, Gabe. Yeah, check it out. Pressure Cracks. Um, Jason Butler, if you make a movie, you're going to be on, like, Childish Gambino level. <laughs> just no sleep zone. And um, I think it'd be really cool if you made a movie. That's yeah. just my opinion, though. Uh, the next band I got is Our Hollow, Our Home. Dropped a single called Lone Shark. They are also up and coming. Check them out. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Uh, and then I got one more. These guys aren't new or up and coming, but um, it's a band by the name of Atina, A-T-E-N-A. Okay. And the song in particular is called Oil Rigs. It's got this big, booming, kind of God of War II, like, oh, oh, intro, and it just goes into the grind. <laughs> double bass pedal, whamming at you, some deep growls. Very cool. Those are my certified weekly bangers for you guys. Pressure cool. Cracks, Great American Ghost, uh, Atina, and then uh, Our Hollow, Our Home. Cool. Very so cool. check those bands out. We um, It was actually kind of a slow week for, for metal. There was nothing like crazy big or new so i'll add something to the because i don't really normally this is gabe's section the weekly bangers but i will add something that i've been jamming to all fucking week sure and that is mr wonderful by action bronson <laughs> a little bit of a curveball i know not, not really up my up my alley but i do like some of that kind of that slower jazzy kind of rap and action bronson hits you with that good stuff also if you're a fan of him i don't know how he has that show right yeah fuck that's delicious i've been watching it very good very insightful very cool. Uh, yeah, so I would definitely check that out as well. I will I will follow up on that. Action Bronson is like my bigger dog. They're like spirit counterparts. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, Baby Blue by Action Bronson is also a banger. Yeah. If you haven't heard it. I'm going to ch- I'm gonna check um, it out. That, is, that pretty much covers our, our bigger topics, man. You got any last minute things you want to uh, cover? No, man. Other than what, what I'm playing. What you been jamming to besides Action Bronson this well, week? Like I said, a little bit of action. Uh, when, I've been... I'm stunned as I lay dying. I can't stop. I won't stop. I gotta go. That's okay, I, man. I just it's gotta a, do it. A lot of people on the same boat. <sighs> I have. Uh, actually, I have one last thing I kind of want to throw out there in preparation for the warp tour. Um, for the Z warp tour. Z warp tour. Fire up Z warp tour. <laughs> you know what? Every time my dad's doing. No. Uh, each member, they got together, and there's five different set lists that they have. Each member has their own set list, and so it was kind of like whatever the fuck Keith wants to play that day, we're doing it. And then the next oh. day, where the fuck Andy wants to play? We're doing it. That's interesting. And then Jordan, and then Goose, and then Mitch. Okay. And I think it's cool, but so far, I, I haven't seen Andy's play set list yet because it was Keith, Andy, Jordan. I've seen Jordan's and Keith's. I've seen all those songs combined live. I'm kind of curious to see 
if we're gonna get a lot like sleeper shit like shit we've never seen before live mm -hmm. and i think it'll be cool yeah and i think it's safe to say like decaying with the boys and they, map they, change it's, the, it's gonna be the on. layups yeah yeah um but you got stuff like floater uh jordan had uh who oh, invited the russian soldier which i was like wow that is <laughs> deep cut yeah deep cut um good shit man and then one last thing i made a list this is the list of bands that i kind of want to get shit signed from okay right and these are so so here's here's the total list right obviously every time i die I'm having an honest to God first world problem right now because I'm like, fuck, which album do I get signed by them? I own five now, five every time I dive records. Yeah. And I got Lotine signed okay. by Keith when we were at uh, Dirty Nellies. Uh -huh. So now I, I'm kind of leaning towards Big Dirty or from Parts Unknown or New Junk Aesthetic. Parts Unknown. Parts, yeah, I know. Th that came in the other day. It's parts really Unknown. Good. Did that one signed. Or because or, uh, Big Dirty is like very hard to find, man. That'd be. We'll see. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll sleep on it. Um, <laughs> and then the next band is Wage War. Um, I have their first album signed, so I'm just gonna get their second album signed. So I have a signed discography. You know what's funny about about them? Sure. Is that like I think they're universally recognized as a band that's not breaking the mold, but they're good. But they're very good. Yeah. Because uh, I watched like a oh top ten bands you should watch for Warped Tour this yeah, year. Yeah, I right? saw that every time I died was number one, right? Yeah. And, and like the, Simple Plan and the main and yeah. Wage War was like six or seven. Yeah. And it's like he's like not breaking the mold, but very very good, very very fine tuned. I'm like damn. And um, no, that's that's a great point. We've covered this on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, don't reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. This is. Yes, it's generic metalcore, but it's very good generic metalcore. So, something's cool. There, there's nothing wrong with making a better mousetrap. Okay. Yeah, but a regular mousetrap works just fine. That's what, no, no, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But like, it's, they're not like I said, they're not doing, they're not creating new concepts. But it's something, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so. I know you kind of have issues with them. I, it's not issues. Did uh, you get over it? No, I mean I, I like them. Uh, they're a band that I like. It's just uh, as far as like bands that I reach out to like listen to very often, they don't fit that because it's something that I've heard. It turned, uh, I'm kind of upset that. None of the the Holy Trinity is going to be there. What do you mean? Well, because Bad Omens was there last year. Yeah. And <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Okay. The, the, the Trinity, the future of metalcore, bro. <laughs> yeah. Northern Ghost, Bad Omens, and Thousand Below. Below. Yeah. That's a little sad. Well, at least one of them you would think. Yeah. But no, oh, man. Let me just get a tour with those three. What the fuck? Yeah. Um. Okay. So you can call it the Holy Trinity. I fucking. I'm. I'm. I'm but yeah. Right. Outside of like, who like I feel is not maybe not so much the future because they're the current. We've talked about Code Orange. They're like. They're breaking ground like extremely fast. Code Orange? Yeah, like yeah. super fast. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gabe. <laughs> Smack that fucking mic. Jesus Christ. Smacked it like it owed me money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those two bands, Every Time I Die and Wage War, have been pretty consistently doing signings. Mm -hmm. uh, keep up with their Twitter. They'll be like, hey, our set's at this time and meet us at the 10 at this time. It's crazy. The Warped Tour started already. Hey, the Warped Tour started. And we're like three weeks away. I know. Four weeks away, actually. That's crazy. But... Um, so if you're an Every Time I Die fan, go out there, get your shit signed. Jordan's like hanging out, man. He's just fucking you, out there you drinking have to. beer. You have to at this one. If you're, if you're a veteran of this at this point. They did seven. Yeah. Seven you have, more tours. You have to. You, you can't just sit in, inside your, your fucking van, yeah. RV all day. You can't. Absolutely. You can't. Um, so those two bands for sure are doing signings pretty mm -hmm. pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to get Let the Oceans Take Me signed by Amity. Mm -hmm. They've been kind of quiet. I don't know if they're doing signings. And if they are, they're not being vocal about it, at mm -hmm. least to us. Uh, Necrogoblicon is pretty consistent with their signings. Yeah. And if they have a guy who's going to dress up in a rubber goblin suit, stand out in 95 degree weather all day, yeah, man. you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to go say hi to, to John Goblicon. That's his name. <laughs> and should you not? That's his name. And also, uh, welcome to Bonkers, their last album. I know I talk about it. It's very good. Mm -hmm. I You're going to enjoy it. 
and you're going to see them because they're playing on one of the mutant stages. You're going to like them, okay. I promise you. Uh, Motionless and White, they're also kind of a staple of the Warped Tour. As the years went by, they've done four? Three or four. Three or four? I think I know I've seen them at least twice, at least. And uh, unfortunately, their bassist left uh, not too Ghosts, long ago. Yep. Yeah. But I think they'd be cool to meet. Uh, I haven't really been keeping up with their Twitter. I don't know how they are with the meet and greets. but They're cool. But yeah, man, I want to meet Chris. I think he's cool. Yeah, maybe, he's nice Maybe guy. get creatures signed. I think I've met him once. Yeah. If I recall. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, our boys, Knocked Loose, are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you bet your bottom dollar, Brian is going to come out for an Every Time I Die song. They, they might be on top of my list. I was looking, for I was, Warped? Yeah, I was reviewing them. They might be are they doing top. Mutant now? Did they let them do Mutant? Or yeah. They, okay, yeah. cool. Because uh, cool. they got the small stage last year. Yeah, uh, they they might be near the top of my list this year. Yeah, man. Knock Loose is very cool. So, I was hoping Code Orange would be on this year. That oh, be, well. That was my big one. Code Orange is on to bigger and better things. Yeah, it's kind Good of scary. For them. Scary for them. And, do you uh, know they're in like a like a like a like a like a trans pop band called Adventures as well? Huh. Like three fl- fifths of the band, like uh, Reba, the drummer. I figured Reba. She's and the bass creative. player. Uh, they're in a band called Adventures that's like trans pop. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, where was it? Knock loose. Um, you, yeah, you bet your bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. Brian's coming out for, for a fucking every time I die song. I can see that. And uh, I think that's probably my favorite part of Warped Tour, seeing all these friendships cool. going on. I feel like uh, that era kind of died, though, because I feel like back in the day you would see that shit a lot, like a lot, like a lot, a lot. But like I feel like recent the last couple of years you haven't really seen that. Well, when did we go when Chariot was there? That was your. It had to be your first year because they. That was 2015, right? 2015 Warped Tour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his face came out for? Ugh, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Chris Motionless came out for a Chariot song. I want to say that's how it went down. Maybe. But it, no, it, it was it was kind of frequent but, and I'm excited to see it. Like I said, like I said like in 2009, like 2007, I feel like you saw that shit all the time. All the time. Yeah, you don't see that shit anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I remember b- back in the day when I saw Falling in Reverse, not Falling in Reverse. <laughs> Let's give the fate. When <laughs> when when Rodney was in the band, when Craig Mavic came out to do a guest spot before Craig was in the band. So like it was like a weird kind of a situation where situation um, where that kind of like it was like looking into the future almost because you didn't really expect Craig. Yeah, to right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this last band, Chelsea Grin. Like I said, I was kind of upset that Alex Kohler left, especially because this would have been my first time seeing Chelsea Grin live. Um, and then <laughs> this guy, Tom, came in from Laura, Lorna Shore, filled in. Didn't really like the first single, new single slaps hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited again. I'm I'm curious to see what their set list is going to look like. Because mm-hmm. I think their album is dropping right before our date. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to see is all these new songs and like one old school song. Yeah. Like I want to see like Four Horsemen or like yeah. Cheyenne Strokes or the big ones. Yeah. Like you just give me a bunch of shit off Desolation of Eden. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, those, those are the bands that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing. Meeting, greeting, shit like that. Yeah, I got you. So I think when we get closer, we're going to do our countdown. Yeah. And we're kind of going to be like, well, we're going to go see these bands. Or we're going to see these bands. But keep an eye out. I think with it being the last Warped Tour, I think people are going to be a lot more receptive of, hey, come out and meet us. Yeah. Oh, sure. one last thing. Go ahead. And this is the absolute last thing before I sign out. Um, I don't like them. They're not in my vein. You don't like them. They're not in your vein. And you don't like skid knees. But I'm going to talk about Real Friends for a second here. Um, they had a RSVP free show, right? My girlfriend signed up. She got into it. They did three in one day. They did one downtown. They came out to Downers Grove, Evo Music. Uh, and then they did another one. Really? Yeah. And so it was pitched as an acoustic show. 
when they arrived, they played their new album in full length. It's not out yet. Mm -hmm. It comes out in like two weeks. Mm -hmm. And like I said, this isn't really up my alley. I'm not really into the pop punk scene anymore. But first of all, I thought it was really cool that they did something like this and that it was a free show. But then second of all, they never went public. They're like, like, oh, look at these fans. They got a free live show of our new album. They didn't really say anything. They're mm -hmm. like, hey, we did this for the fans. They took pictures with everybody. And wow. it was a really cool kind of experience. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, even though this isn't my genre, I think it's very cool that we're seeing bands, especially locally bands, that are giving back to the community that made them what they are. True. And I think it's, I think it's kind of important to acknowledge that. You know that I think a bass player from Real Friends sat through a For Better, For Worse set one time? Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, because cause like, you know, Evolution Music, we know John Teeter. He's the guy who runs it and owns it. Uh, and I guess they were just coming by for a show at Centennial Lanes. And uh, he, I, he sat through his... I think it was... I don't, honestly, again, I, don't, I couldn't fucking tell you. Because, like, it's just, yeah, it's just not my thing. So I, don't, I, I couldn't give up less of a fuck if he was there or not. But, um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Keep an eye out um, that uh, the Goodbye Show is coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not soon, but sometime. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. We got to... I got to get them bass fingers warmed up, man. Yeah, I've been too attuned to like the siege fingers. Yeah, and I gotta switch gears and like, you know. I don't know. It could be could be the same sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, with that, I'm gonna yeah hop off this podcast and then probably turn on my PlayStation and probably play some siege after I throw up the garbage like my wife asked me to. Yeah, man. Um, catch us on siege. Yeah, catch us on siege. We got the we got a little team slowly brewing. But yeah, we're trying. We're we're gonna try real yeah. hard because the more people. The better. Yeah. Yeah, man. Meat chills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that's signing out for this week. And you guys can find us on all the usual avenues, such as the you know the iTunes and the and the Google Plays of the Spotify. world and the Spotify's of the world and all that good stuff. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next week for episode seventy seven seventy seven of the Second City Kids podcast. Getting close to the to that one hundredth episode. And uh, stay tuned. We're doing something special for for the shows leading up to one hundred. Yes, sir. Uh, but until then, we will see you guys next week on the show. Until then, signing out this week, this is Gabe and Jacob. Deuces. Oh, my God.